So today is a really cool thing. Uh, for the first time ever, we are doing Video Chicken Live on scene, and it's kind of cool. Um, if you don't already know this man, it is Epic Gardening. Oh, actually, I gotta turn my green screen off. Really cool place that we're gonna talk about today. Kevin is actually on his way here. He did say he would sit in, uh, kind of act as our guest speaker. Uh, which is going to be really cool. The man's really smart when it comes to gardening. So what we're going to talk about today, hopefully if we have no technical difficulties, well, we're putting together a Carolina coop. So I'm going to go ahead and go over there and give me a thumbs up. Make sure I sound good. Will they finish the coop today? All right, good. So you guys are paying attention. Uh, sounds good on my end. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, very good. All right, so I don't know. I tell you, I'm not real happy. It's 925 right now and um, they should have been here by now. And I don't know why they're not. And also our guest for today, Kevin from Epic Gardening, uh, is on his way here. He's running a little bit behind, but definitely wanted to talk to him about everything he's got going on here. So if you guys have any questions about anything, just go ahead and ask. I, as usual, I'm just going to do this off the cuff, and I am just walking around with my laptop. But there is that beautiful Carolina coop that we shipped out back in, I think it's October. And Kevin from Epic Gardening reached out originally I want to say last spring and what's going on here is something I've never done before and I'm assuming I can say it uh, but Kevin has a huge following on YouTube uh, over one and a half million subscribers and of course a huge Instagram he's just huge on social media and oh and there he is right there we're live you want to come in and say hi to everyone <laughs> See, I tell you, I, I love the reason why I like this guy I was just about to talk about you too is he's he reminds me of me a little bit Thanks. so this is Kevin. How's it going, guys? So we're live right now. We had a lot of technical difficulties, so yeah, I just decided to fire up my uh, laptop and wing it. Let's do and it. Uh, people are coming in. But uh, did you bring me a cup of coffee? I, I wish I remembered. I'm sorry. <laughs> I saw one on the table there. I thought it might have been yours. <laughs> no worries. So again, if you guys have any questions, so what we want to talk about today is Kevin is, can I call you a master gardener? Actually, no, because okay. master gardener is a real term that you have to earn, and I have yet to uh, go through that process. It's a government sort of thing. So I'm glad you said that because yeah. it was a slight trick question. Yeah. Um, one of the girls that has done a lot of marketing for us uh, is a master gardener, you and know. she yeah. made mention, oh, no, you got to have special – can't say it. Yeah, you can't, can't, say, can't it. say it. Can't say it. But you are definitely a master at social media, which is um, how you kind of reached out to us yeah. to help promote our product, and at the same time just wanted to kind of talk about – and share with our viewers what you're doing here and yep. how the coop's gonna get involved. And literally, Kevin just walked in right there, so I put him on the spot. That was another test. I'm always testing people. <laughs> he certainly is. I'll yeah, tell you that look at look. He hasn't even put his backpack down. So I'm gonna bring in the comments over here, and um, I'm gonna try to do this the best I can. And I guarantee you, my battery on my laptop is not gonna last long. But at least we can do something. And maybe a little later today. You did mention about us doing something on your channel. We're doing a video together. So with, with myself and Matt, because obviously on my channel, it's, it's mostly gardening, but tying the chickens to the garden is going to be really important for me, which is why I've got this beautiful Carolina work in progress over here. And what I want to do is I asked all the people on Epic, hey, what, what questions do you have about chicken coops and chickens? And we're going to do a rapid fire. I'm going to put you in the hot seat, Matt. And yes. uh, we're going to ask Matt 20, 25 questions about chicken coops on my channel. So <laughs> I love coming. being in the hot seat. I yeah. love it. Uh, it drives Ingrid nuts. I'm like, yeah, rapid fire that. I mean, I think you guys <laughs> love that out there. So I can't wait. Yeah. yeah, you had a bazillion questions come in. So many. 
Nice. Like, does the color of the egg change the flavor? You know, all sorts of questions like that. Yeah, and there were some questions. I tell you, I thought I've heard all the questions. No. Mm. <laughs> you got some yeah. uh, interesting questions coming at you. Any idea what time we might do that? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm game whenever you're game. So Man after go. my own heart. No <laughs> schedule, no plan. That's how we do our best work, right? Yeah, it's true. Nice. He called it riffing yesterday. Riffing. Riffing. We're just riffing. Riffing. I'm learning. Learn a lot of new terms. So if you're just joining us, we are live right now. It is February 4th in beautiful San Diego, California. Site. We're on site putting this Carolina coop together. My guys aren't here yet. I was hoping they were going to be because I wanted to show you guys some things about construction and a little bit behind the scenes of how we do things. But let's go ahead. I am dying to show and talk about a question that comes up a lot. And yeah. I want to get your opinion, because again, you are a gardener. I mean, yeah. I heard you guys talk with your team yesterday about things. I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? So it's awesome. So I'm going to show what's going on here. Yeah. And maybe Kevin, if you, oh, boy, is this sunny. It's sunny. So we got, right. you're growing vegetables. Yeah. And yeah, we've got what, garlic, leeks, onions. We've got cabbage, potatoes. Brussels sprouts, radish, I mean, anything you can grow in a winter garden we got going on here. Do you enjoy those things? Like, are they for your salad? Or, I mean, why I are you growing these specifically? Honestly, everything I'm growing right now, with the exception of the radish, I love to eat. Radish, I have to prepare it in certain ways to like to eat. Like, I have to pickle it or slice it really thin. But a lot of the times, I'm growing something because it's interesting, too. You oh. know, just because the botanics of it, it's interesting to grow. Um, and, you know, to show it off, if someone else likes it doesn't mean I, I shouldn't grow it just because I don't like it. We're, we're growing for everyone else, too. Very nice. Okay, so here's what's going to happen. Now, if you – I can't remember. Have you ever had chickens before? Never, never. Jacques, our, our uh, garden hand here, he, he does have chickens. So he's right over the, around the corner. Yeah, where is Jock? Is he going to be here in he a little bit? He might be. He might be. I think he's dealing with something at the warehouse right now. He's a good dude. You yeah. got a good guy there. That was yeah. a good team up right there. All right. So you're going to have chickens, and yep. you're still working out what breed you're going to get. Yep. That's where I'm kind of hoping to lean on your expertise, honestly. Yeah, we had a fun conversation yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we had some sushi, and, and Matt was dropping knowledge on breeds, breed personalities, types, variations on the feathers, egg, egg colors. It was fascinating. Yeah, so I love what you do with your channel where you just really explain it very simple and you do a great job at it. And that's what I always try to do is, and I hope that you, you obviously will do the same thing, is just educating people. Here's what you just need to know about chickens, you yeah. know? And one of the best, mis, biggest misconceptions people have is that's gonna be hard, it's gonna yeah. be complicated. And I tell you, I tell people all the time, it's all about the coop. And even Jock um, mentioned yesterday, it's the easiest thing he's had. Yeah. And yeah. Um, we're gonna make it even easier, especially with this Carolina. I'm so excited about this. Going thing. in. So yeah, what no do you idea. think so far about the coop? Tell us a little bit about it. Well, first of all, it's six by 18 feet. I mean, that's big. And it's, I mean, my shed is right here. My shed's eight by 10 feet, it's a little bit taller, but it's gonna kind of have the same look, the same vibe, which I'm excited about. But really I'm excited. It's just, it's, I mean, man, you probably hear this all the time, but the construction and craftsmanship of it is on another level. Thank you. I mean, it really is because I, I had this shed built and these guys were fantastic. Uh, I look at the shed and I look at the Carolina coop and it's, the quality is just drastically different. And I, let's just say the shed wasn't cheap, you know? Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, the craftsmanship on it, but the thought too, like even just asking you about the um, the screens here, like you would you would say, okay, it's just a screen, who cares what it's made out of? And you're like, no, it is, you know, what it was a 16 gauge uh, galvanized something with PVC black coating and it's black so you can see through it, so you can enjoy the chickens. Every 
literal material seems like you've thought through many times over which i know now to be the case thank you yeah. yeah we have you know and that's one of the things i try to explain to people is that we're chicken people yeah and that's how i got in this business originally and there are so many things we have learned and we're always learning so i appreciate that yeah um so now here, here's a question we get a lot. Can I keep chickens around my garden? And we yeah. talked about this yesterday. Yeah. And I would love to just kind of maybe have that conversation again. And if you have any questions, I'd love to talk about that. Yeah. Um, and of course, Kristen, and I see you're there. Ingrid, I'm not sure if you are there. They're both fabulous with gardening and sure, know a lot sure. of stuff. And she's doing the same thing. So let me again real quick show what's going on here. So it, this is, if you ever watch Karate Kid, um, I felt like Daniel LaRusso coming into your backyard <laughs> yesterday. And it was just like going to Miyagi's uh, dojo for the first time. Yeah, yeah. And I love this. So how many acres do you have here on your property? N not even a third. Not even a third. Yeah, it's about 13,000 square foot lot and growable spaces, maybe 10 of that, nine or 10 of that, something like that. So here's what I love about it. What I see is the future. Yeah. And this is what I want more people to realize is very doable. And it's very sad. I imagine the satisfaction of growing your own food has got to be oh, incredible. It's, it's inc I mean, look, this back patch right here, this is garlic. If you show that off, that's almost 200 heads of garlic. I mean, it, it, I, I probably won't even use that much this year, but then the, it's the varieties you can grow. You, you go to the store, you get white garlic. That's it. Uh, California early is the one that we get here in California, at least. There's 15 to 20 types of garlic right there, and it's not that hard to grow. And it lasts forever. So it's what's the difference between buying it? You get way more variety, you get way more flavor, and you get the satisfaction of pulling that thing out of the ground, you know? See, I love that. Yeah. And I know more and more homes are going to be doing this. And what I love that you're doing is like what we're trying to do with chicken coops is you're just educating people that is very doable. Yeah. You know, you're not just talking. You're walking. You're walking the walk, showing people how to do it. And here is the marriage between gardening and chickens so important i was telling kevin yesterday you will not believe the power of chicken manure yeah. when it comes to growing now i am not a gardener by any means but we have actually on accident used a lot of chicken droppings i know it's getting warm it's getting warm out here. Woo! i yeah. love how beautiful it is here um the power of chicken droppings with gardening now have you had any thoughts yet now um when it comes to how you may use well, the chicken droppings starting i know and you tell me if i'm wrong here i All know right. that chicken manure is high end high nitrogen right and i know it typically in our world we call it a hot a hot fertilizer it's it's typically active right away it doesn't need to be broken down too much and so sometimes if you overuse the chicken manure you can burn like sensitive plants right and so my thought was either cleaning it out and sort of waiting a little bit to let it cool down or maybe mixing it into a stagnant compost pile. Sometimes, you know, I got this huge compost pile. I haven't built a bin yet. Once I build that bin, I'm going to need to restart that composting process, dump a huge hunk of chicken manure right in the middle, heat that thing up and let it go. So my thought was mixing it into my composting op before I put it back out in the garden. That's exactly it. Okay. To yeah. my understanding, again, I am not an expert, but it just makes sense. When we did a video uh, two or three years ago with Santa, in, in Santa Fe, New Mexico with our horticulturalist, um, Bethany, and she explained the difference when you're composting. Let's go over here. I want to make sure we don't lose Wi-Fi. We might lose it over here. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Are we losing Wi-Fi? And I'm shaking like crazy, and it's only because I am holding a laptop. Give me some thumbs up. Make sure we still sound good. Oh, there we go. 
Good angle here. Good yeah, angle not here. bad. Some good lighting. Yeah. All, yeah, it was all intentional. Anyways, so <laughs> here you have this wonderful back of the hen house deep litter system. Yeah. And again, we're under construction right now if you're just joining us. And of course, we're live in San Diego, California, putting a chicken coop together uh, for Kevin from Epic Gardening. And I love what you're going to do. So when you do go to clean out your hen house, you're yeah. going to have 12 inches of a year to two to three years worth wow. of chicken droppings. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then you can just take it right over to, I think you mentioned somewhere compost over bin, here. We're going to do a three bin system right over here. Oh, what so do you mean by three bin system? So with composting, if you're doing a hot compost system, you're usually using a bin of some kind. Like you need at least three cubic feet. So three by three by three, right? I'm going to expand that to about four by four by four. And I'm going to do three versions of that. So what you'll do is let's say I have all this material behind me. You see this tree here. I actually chopped down to build the coop. <laughs> and what you'll do is you'll grind that down. I'll put that, I'll build one four by four by four bin worth of composting material, which is fresh. It's like turning right away. Mm -hmm. And as that starts to go, I will then move it down the row once it starts to finish off a little bit more because it takes some time to really break down because I'll, I'll have more material that I'll need to put in. So it's basically like an early, middle, late sort of system where by the time you get to the end, that stuff's ready to go. It's cooled down a bit. It's active still, but it's not as super hot as you would have if you were just making it out of chicken dropping. So it's sort of finished compost. Gotcha. So that makes sense because we have, have, you know, again, talking to the experts, um, when, the, when you're deep littering inside your hen house, it's an anaerobic state. It actually mm. doesn't allow certain microbes to thrive that thrive with oxygen, which keeps it from getting hot. Because you're going like over six inches deep, you're going 12 inches deep, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then when you bring that out and make it an aerobic state compost, um, it continues to break it down so it's ready for your plants. So a question we get a lot is when do you take the chicken droppings to when you're growing something in this situation with all the gardening you're doing? Yeah. I mean, my understanding, having not, I mean, I've used chicken manure, but it's been like in a bag that you've bought from a store, right? So by at that time, you're assuming it's already sort of cold. It's it's less active right away. Mm -hmm. uh, my assumption is you just work it through the composting system. It becomes a, a percentage of your overall compost mixture. And then that goes in and you still have that high nitrogen from the chicken manure and probably a lot of bioactivity too, but it's not just straight up fresh compost, right. so which you certainly could use. I just think you'd have to use it with a hardy plant that could take that. Okay, so I'm glad you, know. you mentioned that because one time a little while ago, someone mentioned where you can take your chicken dropping straight to the mulch bed around your trees. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting. Now, I noticed, I mean, I wish, I don't know if we can get Wi-Fi over there. There's so many questions I have about what you've got going on. And I love the orchard you have in the front. Yeah. yeah. Um, but those, are those all fruit trees? Those are all fruit trees. Yeah, it's all, actually, it's all citrus right now. Yeah, all citrus. So, the, and they're planted really close together. So, which is a no-no technically because I mean citrus can grow really big but my goal and which is kind of a weirdo idea that we'll see if it works or not Love it. is they're four feet apart and what I'll do is I'll grow them up and prune them in a way where they're, they sort of form a fat wall so they sort of grow almost together and so what you'll see over the seasons is you'll see a wall instead of like the rest of the neighborhood because we're in a suburb here and then what you'll also see is successive ripening of different fruits 10, 10 to 14 different citrus over the years just to be peppering that whole wall so that's the idea um, but yeah i've heard that you could take fresh droppings throw it under a mulch bed because the combination of the soil then the droppings and then the wood chip mulch on top high carbon mm -hmm. that's a good mixture yeah. to help break it down quicker yeah it's yeah. that I, i've been told it's 30 
parts carbon to one part nitrogen. Does that sound right? That's If you're talking like the classic composting recipe, then yeah, it's 30 to 1. I would love to know who in the hell can figure that out. <laughs> you know what? And, and I've, I've said before, and we're making a bunch of composting videos on the channel this year, is you really don't need to follow that too accurately. Because, I mean, the, here's the thing to think about. Everything that, that you put in there has its own carbon to nitrogen ratio. So something you say is a brown, using a browns and greens with composting, right? Something that's a brown is supposed to be high in carbon. It still has nitrogen in it, so it still has its own CN ratio. So you kind of, if you were trying to be perfect, which I'm certainly never will be, you'd be like, okay, well, the cardboard has this much, and the you know the eggshells have this much, and the chicken poop has this much. And just go, you know, I, I try to go two to one brown to green. So two to one carbon to nitrogen, generally speaking, tends to work. So that makes good sense. And then we did talk a little bit about yesterday, coming back to the deep litter system on the chicken coop, uh, how much we love industrial hemp. Mm. And that is pH neutral and it's a greener material versus, and I just saw some questions come up about pine shavings and yep. mulching. Yep. So we'll definitely get to that. And again, if you have questions about anything, chickens gardening, now's the time to ask. Um, I'm sure you guys already recognize this guy. If you're just joining us, it's Kevin from Epic Gardening, Epic Homesteading. Hopefully it's okay. I use all those name drops. Please, please do. Um, he called us. God, was it last spring? Might have so, been last year sometime. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. Matt, we love your chicken coop. So we sent it out to him, and behind the scenes when you're doing all your reels, I saw his coop was still up against the wall, not getting finished. Yeah. And it just happened to work out really well mm -hmm. that my team was already out in California. We got delayed on a coop going out to Arizona, so they said, yeah, why not come down to San yeah. Diego? No, I was very, very grateful because I saw the guys put this thing together. Even though, I mean, this is what was crazy for me. If, if you were watching you don't have a Carolina yet or any coop from you guys, uh, it was fascinating to just receive it. The receiving process was fascinating because you guys build a custom pallet. Mm -hmm. You build a, like a contraption almost that, that sort of carries the whole coop. And each of these pieces come, it's not totally assembled because that'd be the whole coop, but like this wall was assembled, right? And, and, and we were sort of undoing it and unscrewing all these pieces and discovering like the Jenga or the Tetris that you guys have done to like yeah. make this coop. It was fascinating. But yeah, as soon as I got that apart I was like okay this is not so bad I'll, I've got the instructions I'll put it together and then life gets in the way yeah uh, and then watching these guys come through and put it together I was like Ooh, I probably shouldn't have done that myself you know they were on another level so yeah I mean they do it day in day yeah, out yeah. and I tell you for and this is the second coop that we've ever had to hand paint I'm very impressed how fast they're getting it put together and uh, it's going really well. So we'll definitely, hopefully, they said they're gonna finish it. We have a little poll going on our Instagram. <laughs> will they get it done? Uh, everyone's voting in favor that they will get it done. I am ticked they're not here yet. I don't know what's going on. I know what they're gonna say. They'll be like, well, we know you had your video chicken. We don't wanna be in your way. Mm. Uh, we gotta give them some harassment when they get here. Yeah. But anyways, all right, so appreciate that. Now, something we talked about yesterday that I wanted to share with you guys out there. Um, that you don't see a lot, but this is very doable. And I am a huge fan of why not when you're homesteading or having all kinds of gardens, whatever, you're gonna introduce chickens in this case, put them on the payroll, put mm, them to mm -hmm, work. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. <clears throat> if you don't already know this, when you got all this beautiful gardening, actually let's, let's walk over here and talk about this a little bit yeah. and see if, um, put it up on the roof. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going up on the roof guys. There we go. Here we go. Uh, nah, it, won't, it won't hold. It won't hold. We don't <laughs> want to lose the, la the MacBook here. Yeah, that would <laughs> suck. Um, so what I was going to say is you, we talked about channels. And if you've never heard of channels, they're tunnels for chickens. Actually, you know what? Maybe. Let's put it there. Yeah. No. I'll, I'll share sort of my. Screwed. Yeah. I'll share sort of my idea. Maybe put on that rain barrel there. That might work. So my idea, Matt, and I told you this yesterday, was what if 
because I've got a 6x18 coupe, 6x12 indoor run, right? Which that can hold, I, I believe is 10.8 chickens, which I'm not going to have the 0.8, but I'll have the 10 maybe. Well, bantams don't count. Bantams don't count. So maybe I'll toss a couple bantams in there. But what I was telling Matt is I was like, hey, not only do I want this indoor run, but this space we're standing on right here, maybe another 6x18, I'll build a little fence, I'll do some cane crops or some blueberries or something around that. Oh. So it's a natural fence. And then I even want, what if I had them channel out through one of these pathways into that open area over there, which is more sort of the free range zone. Mm -hmm. Cover crops are there, potatoes, wheat, whatever. And I'm not so concerned about the chickens picking through that. I am here because we're making videos about this stuff. They we will can't tear have that it. up. We can't have that. But over there, if I had a channel to go out this way and like an open pen or something like that, that'd be, that'd be crazy. And then what they're doing is they're fixing my soil for free. And giving me eggs for it. It's just and as simple. a gardener, that's I, I'm not having chickens just to just to get the eggs. They got they got to do some work. Yeah, that we don't want freeloaders. No, 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 no. Exactly. <laughs> so it's really going to be that simple. So I can't wait when you do that. And of course, if you have any questions, we'll be more than happy to help oh, you yeah. out. But it's super easy. Mm -hmm. Don't overthink it. Um, I know a lot of people when they get into this, their minds are just blown. And you know, I don't want to scare people thinking this is impossible. It's so easy. Mm -hmm. It is so easy. Just have the right coop and then just use some common sense. And it is so much fun watching these chickens work. When we had lunch yesterday, I was telling you about, um, you, you have a lot of mulch here, which mulch yeah. is great for yeah. gardening, and you'll have a lot of fun. Just dump it, don't spread it. Mm -hmm. Let the chickens come out and they'll have that leveled off in like an hour or two perfectly. You would have swore your, your bill on landscapers just went up or something. Wow, yeah, so, no, I'm, I'm so excited. I mean, there's gonna be so much uh, just fun that happens here in the backyard with the chickens. I'm super excited for it. So we talked a lot about chicken breeds yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's Jock. Jock. What's going on, Jock? Hey. We're, live. we're live. We're video chicken. Um, so again, I don't remember Jock's title, but we're just just good guy. We call him actually. We call him the Garden Hermit here. Yeah, that's the title <laughs> Until here. I get chickens, Jock's living in the coop. <laughs> nice. I brought a pillow. <laughs> um, so we had some technical difficulties this morning, so that's why I'm actually going live on my laptop, but it seems to be working. I know it's got to be shaking, and if you're just joining us, we are live in San Diego, California, talking to Kevin from Epic Gardening, and now Jacques just showed us up. And Jacques, you have your own channel now, too. Yes, that's what, right. What is your channel? Jacques in the Garden. Jacques in the Garden. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Now, what are you doing on your channel? I'm kind of doing similar stuff, but I like to get a little bit more into the weeds so to say. So I like oh. to get into like the details. <laughs> oh, okay. Like yeah. the background, more expanded. Yeah, because you were working on your PhD, so you're one of those very educated people. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Love He's a smart it. man. I love smart, smart people. Man. Hey, look, we got Hey, uh, says, hey Garden Hermit. Garden Hermit, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so we do have some questions. You guys want to have me scroll let's through go. some questions? Yeah, let's yeah, see sure. some questions. All right, let's do it. I might have some questions too. I don't know if I can, I don't have any answers for you, Matt. All right. I tell you, I do kind of like the lower angle because yeah. I don't look so short. <laughs> yeah. Also, you, you can actually see look our, like a giant uh, there. <laughs> you can see our winter sky here. It's yeah, yeah. Pretty <laughs> brutal. Oh, the Hands weather. The weather here is amazing. All right. So, guys, if you have your questions or comments, definitely leave them down below. Anything about chickens, especially gardening and the combination of chickens and gardening, which can be the, the, the chickens and the composting. We just talked about the channels. So I'm going to change up screens here. Let's see what happens here. All right, so that won't work because, all right, so I can't show off your comments, which I normally like to do. And just call them out, though. we're just gonna call them out. And don't forget, just a reminder, later today, we're gonna do a video rapid fire. Now, will yeah. that be recorded and then uploaded? That'll be or? on my main channel, Epic Gardening. Nice, yep. gotcha. Yep. So, and that would probably come out 
maybe next week. Nice. Yeah. All right. So make sure you guys see that. He's going to put me in the hot seat. I love being in the hot seat. All right. So, so the first question is, will they finish the coop today? It's not looking like it. I knew I was going to win this bet. They're not here. Um, not sure where they are. Uh, all right. And I'm glad the audio is working well. Okay, so I know you guys talk about keeping chickens in cold weather. What would you recommend for hot weather in Arizona? Mm. Can I get into 120 degree range? Can it get into 120 degree range? So I'm glad you brought that up, Jonathan. Actually, my team, once they're finished up here, they're going to Arizona. We're gonna be in Phoenix, Arizona, putting a coop together. And I can tell you, when it comes to keeping chickens, mm -hmm. all right, heat is what stresses and kills chickens. It's not the cold. So many people, especially my Southeast customers, obsess over keeping the chickens warm in the winter. They just don't know what cold right. is. Yeah. It's all about blocking the wind chill. Um, they can handle cold temperatures, and we talk about it all the time. It is imperative that you got two parts of your coop. You got the hen house and you got the run. All that is important is that the temperature is the same when they transition from the hen house to the run. Mm. All right, so that's just kind of addressing the whole opposite side of that question when it comes to the cold. Now, when it comes to the heat, you gotta make sure chickens can cool themselves down. And what do chickens do before coops were invented? They will actually go into the shaded area, especially being a woodland animal, and they wanna dig down into that soil where it's cooler mm -hmm. and put those hot bellies right on that soil and they'll help release the heat, it'll help cool them down. It's just that simple. And the reason why I wanna emphasize that to you folks is even yesterday when we went live, people are like, well, why don't you put screen underneath the entire run? The worst thing you can ever do for mm. chickens. They don't wanna live on screen. They don't wanna live on concrete. They don't wanna live on the beach, even putting them in sand. Mm. People say, yeah, put sand in the run. No, when it comes to your run, mimic the forest floor. It's mm. that simple. Um, so again, getting back to Arizona, <clears throat> with our coops, because we have a solid roof over the entire run, right. and especially if you can't free rain, that's the canopy of the forest providing that shade, of course, keeping them safe from predators. That alone is gonna help keep them cooler. And then when it comes to the hen house, especially at night, our hen houses have ventilation, cross ventilation on all four sides, and they can breathe. They don't just keep building up in heat like a pressure cooker. So that's absolutely critical. And I can tell you, we have a lot of coops in Arizona, knock on wood, never have problems. Yeah, I'll say like what we did in the summer when it got a little hot, maybe you could tell me if I'm right or wrong, <laughs> but we, we did research. What we did is we put out things like frozen, um, like pumpkin, mm. like cold treats. And then we also got like a little mister system and we put an umbrella for shade. But was, they were digging you, in the dirt. That's really what they wanted yeah. to do to cool off. I was on a trip recently, um, in a, it was in a hotter area, and the, that's what half these, they had 30 chickens, and all of them were putting their bellies yep. just directly in the ground. Like they were ground level, their head was ground level, <laughs> like a groundhog popping out. And I was gonna ask you, someone asked me about that mister idea. It was said like, you really need to add misters in there, and you need to do this, and I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. So what do you think? We got a little mister, but we only used it on the days where it got like, over 90 which is for here it's actually kind of rare <laughs> so my thought to that is you just, just got to use common sense yeah you never want a wet problem you rather yeah. have a dry problem but as long as this is like watering your garden you don't yeah. want to overwater something then i think you have root rot or yeah. something yeah. like that yeah, right. just use common sense you don't want to muddy turn it into a muddy messy area 
And because we're so passionate as human beings and we're thinking about the chickens like humans are, we just keep adding whatever it is that we think is going to help them when yeah. actually we make things worse. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I would say it probably wouldn't hurt to add a misting system because that can naturally help cool the air down, mm -hmm. taking the heat out. But I don't know if it would make that big of a difference to really help the chickens. Mm. Now, frozen treats, I got to imagine just from doing it myself, and I have so many people out there, you see a lot of videos, the chickens go nuts for it. Yeah. So there must be something good going <laughs> yeah, on yeah. there. Yeah. Um, if you guys have any tips or comments about that, about frozen treats, uh, definitely leave them now down below um, all right so moving on here does your coops have any hole for ventilation close bottom so that cold air can escape out doesn't stay trapped under the bottom um, I'm not quite understanding that question if you can rephrase that I think what they're asking is so the floor is solid and they're they're thinking in the sense that cold air sinks so they're saying if it's really cold if there's a hole the cold air can escape, but it really, I think it'll just equalize. I think we're kind of dodging it either way because it's ventilated. Like, I think the important thing you could correct again <laughs> is that they like ventilation, but they don't, or they, they don't like drafts, but they don't mind being cold. Yes, they have to have ventilation. They don't, you just said exactly. Yeah, okay. There's a big difference between drafts where the window's open and it's blowing cold air on you in the middle of winter while you're trying to sleep in bed and you've got a blanket. That's a draft. But believe it or not, even our homes that we built still have to have some air escape. I've seen some new homes um, that they seal them so tight that they trap moisture and actually have all kinds of mold issues. You yeah. actually got to have a certain amount of ventilation and our coops just do it regularly. Um, so hopefully that helped you in that question. And moving on here, can you use old pine shaving from the coop in your garden? All right, so I got the garden experts. <laughs> can you use old pine shavings from your coop in your garden? I mean, I'm going to say yeah, because what was interesting is people will say pine and specifically pine needles are so acidic that they're going to get the pH of the soil too low and it's going to ruin the garden. Well, first of all, most veggies want an acidic pH lower than seven. Second of all, unless it's a fresh pine needle, the acidity is actually quite neutral. It's like closer towards a seven. Uh, so it doesn't really matter in that argument. And then besides that, if you're using pine shavings that have gone through the, the litter system, I feel like it's just even better than using normal pine shavings. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, my my personal thought on it right now is that I've been pulling out any extra shavings. So they are composting as they're sitting in there, but the top layer, of course, still has some fresh manure. So to avoid spreading fresh manure in the garden, what I'm going to, I'm actually in the process, I'll probably do it this weekend, is clean out my deep litter, which is now about six months old. Um, and I How did deep pine is it? shavings. Right now it's about. I'd say it's maybe up to here. Yeah. Um, but you know, some parts are more caved in. Yeah. But basically, what we're gonna do is scoop that all out and compost it. I'm gonna just basically set it aside. I'll probably add in a bunch of plant matter to yeah. help heat it up again. Yeah. And let it cook for like another three to six months. This is fascinating. I tell you, this because whole it's world. the pathogen deal, yeah. right? You like, know what it I shouldn't thought. really be a problem, but it's just kind of an yeah. extra safety concern. What I thought, Jacques, and, and maybe Matt, you have a perspective here, is you say you take your deep litter system and you take it out right uh -huh. and you're going to work it through compost like we were just yeah, talking about exactly. that and then i was thinking what if you inoculated it with like fungi or bacteria to help speed that up even further it should already be there but what right. if you had like like there's a product called a compost starter yeah right where if you have dead compost you throw it in and the bacteria starts up. to propagate shouldn't that speed it up even more it should speed it up yeah and uh, i just wouldn't eat any on the freshly manure like yeah. if it's like an eating mushroom 
Um, I would probably still avoid it just because of that cross-contamination issue. Yeah, yeah. But really, I think it is composted already, mm-hmm. and adding that extra... That's why I was thinking the same line, is if I add in a bunch of green matter, yeah. it'll heat up again, and then the compost starter again I was like, man, you could start mushrooms out, out of that. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, yeah. once it's, like... Especially once it's sat for a bit. Because, yeah. like, I think normally composted chicken manure, like straight composted chicken manure that you buy... I think it's composted for like maybe even a year. Yeah, um, quite a while. I thought mushrooms only grew underneath cow manure. They, they, no, they mushrooms are growing in all sorts of different environments. That was yeah. supposed to be a joke. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> woo! Um, no, that's, I tell you, that is fascinating. Um, all right, so what you guys are saying is it is okay to use pine shavings. I'm glad you brought up the acidic level because we hear a lot that, and this is why we love the industrial hemp, is it's pH neutral, yeah. allowing, and I have to believe that's why it does such a good job at not just absorbing the uh, ammonia, but it just keeps that smell down mm. without having to have so much material. Yeah. And a lot of times when we're talking about industrial hemp and like, yes, I get it's a little bit more expensive up front, yeah. but when you add in your time, which you'll have less time adding to it because that hemp lasts so much longer, people have said that even the pine shavings, you have to use more to have the same efficacy mm. as you would with industrial hemp. Yeah, but it's that a lot. Yeah, so it's good to know that it can be done. I know a lot of people have done it. I've done it. Um, so I guess it just really comes down to understanding where that product may eventually go because you mentioned some plants sure. do like a little bit on the high side with mm-hmm. being acidic. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will say that I am interested in the hemp just because it breaks down faster because it is wood shavings. Like the pine shavings is wood, mm-hmm. so that's just going to take longer to break down. That's what made me go with the mushroom idea because yeah. I'm like, the mushroom should right. destroy that wood. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, all right, so we have a question here. What do you use to create a channel? Um, that's a good question because I, I have the idea of a channel. I don't know how to make it. <laughs> so steaks and chicken wire? Or yeah, maybe little do? hoops. So what most people do is they use a fencing material and they just kind of hoop it and just stake it right in the ground. What I would do is cut a line of that wire off, making fingers, all right? And you just stick those fingers right in the ground and you could use sod staples hammering them down. But, but, and here's something I didn't mention yesterday. Um, When you were asking me about why do we use the half inch hardware cloth? Yes, it looks good and it's gonna last forever. But the other thing is being that it's half inch by half inch, you can have hawks, which are a very notorious daytime predator, when your chickens are out in the run, try to get a hold of them and pull them through, even a oh, one wow. by one. With the half inch by half inch, they can't, mm-hmm. along with raccoons. Now, when we talk about chicken tunnels or channel, chicken tunnels or channels, um, think about that. If yeah. we're using our regular fencing material like two by three, mm-hmm. which is something I would think immediately would be a great yeah. channel, that's too big of an opening. They'll come, they'll pull them, they'll, they'll mess with them. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So I tell you what, I have never mastered the chicken tunnel yeah. or the channel. So those are just some things I would think about. Yeah. Maybe we'll they, do a flagship test here. At the, at the I think that yeah, would be yeah. great. Yeah. So they, so you want to make sure the hawks can't reach through, um, but you also got to make sure it's tough enough that the other big problem with daytime predators are dogs, your yeah. neighborhood dog coming in there and dogs are just being dogs. So um, what about cats? Do cats mess with chickens too much or not, not really? 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 Yeah. Not really. Yeah. It's a little too big. But I know I'm going to get comments down below. You don't understand my cat. I got a killer cat. Kristen, our chicken expert, she had a killer cat. Um, And it can happen, but it's not as common as dogs. Sure. Uh, All right. So moving on. All right. So we're at uh, 10 o'clock West Coast. So that makes it 1 o'clock East Coast. So and I am about 54% battery. And if you guys will, let's just finish up these comments. And we can wrap it up. Is that cool? All right. 
All right, awesome. So again, if you're just joining us, you have any questions or comments, we are live in San Diego, California. Oh, it looks like Ingrid's saying you can just use fencing wire and bend and use soil staples, sod okay. staples. Yeah. yeah, basically what you said, yep, totally. Matt, you have the new shades too. What? I don't know what that means. Um, so look at the road crew finally showed up. Where have you guys been? Waiting for the what? Waiting for you to finish the show. I told you. I told you that's what they would say. Excuses. Always excuses. So here's the road crew. There's AV. There's AVJ. That is AV's offspring right there. Doing an amazing job. I am quite impressed. It's got to be all the tattoos. And then, of course, we heard Sean somewhere. He's around here somewhere. Okay, anyway, so moving on. Um, uh, getting feisty. We have a huge raccoon problem. How would you make sure they didn't get into the channel? So actually, a great question that we're just talking about. Here's the thing. Chickens are not meant to be in the chicken tunnels right. at night when yeah. raccoons are active being a nocturnal they creature. Be in the hen house. Yep. They should be in the hen house. I wouldn't worry about it. However, Especially out here in California, I hear some crazy things. You got predators, especially coyotes. We got. I, I drove down the street a couple months ago, right out there. Coyote, five, three to four p.m., walking right down the middle of the road. Not supposed to be. Yeah, not and supposed it, to be. So once again, us humans, we screw everything up, and it's something that's not supposed to happen. So again, you shouldn't have raccoons around your chicken tunnels. During the daytime, if you do, you have a much bigger problem. I would say at that point, you have to. Don't hate me for this, okay? But just going back to my bug days, once a pest or a predator learns something, you have to remove that predator or that pest from the equation. Yep. I'm sure you guys know what I'm saying. I've actually, so I've, I've thought about that because I do have raccoons and they've been destroying my garlic, obviously just at night, so it's, it's not getting to the daytime problem. I bought some humane traps, some live catch, which turns out, at least in California, I'm not allowed to do that. Uh, so I didn't know that, but let's just say I'm not gonna do it. But uh, that's the solution that uh, I've, I've come yeah. up with. Yeah. I would yeah. add on to that and just say, like, if I were to do a tunnel system, I would probably have a automatic door to the tunnel. So that would only open at a specific time that's oh, later that's in the day. That's a good idea, so it can never fail. Yeah, so yeah. there's an automatic door on the hen house, that's every night and then an automatic door on the channel that only maybe opens from like 12 to four or something like that. So that you know, I mean, well, maybe not four because you want to make sure they get back. Yeah, okay, thank you, thank uh, you. I'll yeah, just yeah. But like, I would make it open later in the day um, so that, you know, that morning, just in case period is coming. Yeah. Okay, so to that point is why you're gonna love, where is it? Did someone grab me? Our chicken door. Let's do a little promotion of a product that, you know, there's a lot I'm of... stoked on this door. Yes, yeah. you are going to love it. There's a lot of automatic doors out there. We have tried a lot of them. I can't say I've tried all of them. And the one that we sell, you can see it right at carolinacoops.com, we love because it just works. It's very simple. It's four AA batteries. It's made in England. It's not American-made, so I apologize about that. But check this out. This is the chicken door that we sell. And what Jacques just said is so important and why we love this little mechanism right there because there's a photo cell okay that you can program it so that the door opens and closes based on the sun or if you got some of those pesky nighttime predators hanging out early in the morning you don't want your chickens to go out too early you can tell this in the morning by setting a time not to open till like right. noon however if we all remember rocky two trying to catch a chicken <laughs> right grease lightning um use the photo cell to let it close at night and chickens always come back to yeah. roost 99.999 oh, 
percent of them. I know some of my YouTube chicken police out there. No, I got a chicken that just goes up to the tree. Okay, I'm sorry, but most of them. Now, um, I love that you mentioned that because we have on your coop, if you haven't seen already, yeah. let's go over here real quick, just kind of change up the scene. Again, I hope you guys are enjoying the show. The run door here. Yes. Oh, there is one. Yeah, so there's the frame. God, I feel like I'm flying a helicopter. There's a frame right there that your automatic door will go on. Yeah. Um, we just have to make a decision. Do you want it on the inside? Do you want it on the outside? And there's pros and cons to that. Yeah. But I would definitely, you could take your, well, so you'll have your yard out here. Yeah. Oh, what are you calling it that you're going to put to make the walls of the fence? Uh, well, I was thinking indoor run, outdoor run. Yeah. Out here. Yeah, I don't know exactly what I'm going to make the fence out of yet, though. Oh, you keep saying bamboo something? Or oh, no, I was going to do cane crops. So like, What is cane like, crops? Cane crops are like your raspberries, your blackberries, your boysenberries. Because I figure, even if I get thornless, they create a nice natural wall. And like that fresh fruit for the chickens, probably they're going to love. Companion planting. Yeah. Uh, the sun's going to be... Oh, okay, I got you. I thought yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. that was a, a building material I have never uh, seen before. So I'm trying to get everyone in the shot might here. Might also be that. We'll see what we build it out of, you know? We'll see what we yeah, build it out of. to be determined. It might be like stakes plus wire plus, you know, the plants growing into that. We'll see. Gotcha. Well, we yeah. can't wait to see it. All right, it is 103, and I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Sorry about the technical difficulties in the beginning. Kevin from Epic Gardening, Jacques from, what was it called again? Jacques in the Garden. Jacques in the Garden, go check that out. And if you guys are watching this later on, still leave your questions and comments down below and Ingrid will hopefully answer all your questions and comments. So we're gonna leave you from San Diego, California. It's Friday, have a wonderful weekend guys. Stay safe.